Hello and welcome to ESM Squared, the podcast for experienced social media marketers. I'm Emily, your host and long-term member of the team here at Iconosquare. Iconosquare is one of the leading analytics and management tools for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and TikTok. We're proud to work with some of the biggest agencies in the world, as well as huge brands such as Patagonia, Sephora, Versace and even NASA. If you're new to Icona Square or just haven't got round to checking out our tools before, you can start with the basics by heading over to audit.iconasquare.com and getting a free audit of your Instagram and Facebook accounts to find out once and for all where you're flying high and where you're falling flat. These audits are extremely helpful when it comes to identifying problem areas and efficiently improving your social media strategy. If you're a regular listener of ESM Squared, you'll know that we have two types of episode, the interviews with social media experts where professionals share with me and all of you their experiences working with social media, as well as their internal strategies, tips, tricks, and more. And we also have tutorial episodes in which I talk all by myself about a particular topic, which can often be a burning question for social media marketers like you and help guide you into making strong decisions for your social strategy. This episode is an interview, and I was delighted to interview Rob Van Luke, sales and account manager at My Guest, a digital agency based in Brussels that specializes in the automotive industry. Listen up, because Rob has some very cool stories to tell and a very particular strategy when it comes to social media marketing for the agency's clients. I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating once you're done listening. And don't forget that you can try Like on a Square for free for a whole two weeks and you don't need to share any credit card information to get started. Contact me directly for any questions or feedback via emily at iconosquare.com. My guest is a digital agency specializing in automotive that helps brands with storytelling and content creation. So Rob, could you tell me more about the company and what your mission is? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, my guess is not a very old company. It's still, we're still in the, the the startup phase, as we call it ourselves. Okay. The team is still uh, still pretty small, uh, which is really lovely to 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 handle. And for the customers, it's also a, a, a nice thing that the communication is easy, and uh, they don't have to go uh, a difficult system to get in touch with us. So. Um, it's really fun, but we started almost 10 years ago and initially um, we're the, the subsidiary of uh, an IT company called Caria Group. Okay. Um, and they focus on everything that is um, IT related stuff for auto- automotive companies too. So all the hardware, software that you see in a, in a car dealership comes from them. Okay. The question originally came from one of the customers like yeah guys uh, don't you do some stuff in marketing or social media uh, can't you help us with that and uh, it started us like hmm might be a good idea to do something with that and that's how my guest yeah saw, saw daylight which is really funny um, so we started really small like i think with a team of three people it was like one account manager one developer and, and one one person for social media and then yeah it started growing uh, really quick and the idea behind this is that we want to to help the the car dealership with all their online marketing stuff so they can focus on on what's important for them and that's just their own business because many people underestimate the amount of time that goes into this and that's that's when we come 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 to help them and and support them in in their yeah, in the daily the daily social media activities or the daily 
online marketing activities uh, so they can focus on what's important for them and that's yeah selling cars it's uh, making sure their own customers are happy it's also telling their story because every car dealership is a bit different or has their their own mission and vision uh, so we need to translate that into all their 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 online marketing which is a it's 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 a real challenge uh, because you may have i don't know um, 10 BMW dealerships but they're all they're all different even if they represent the same brand it's a completely different approach that's so cool that the idea for the for creating the agency the marketing side of things came from a a customer's request yeah we were like oh that's pretty that's a pretty cool idea yeah why not we'll try yeah <laughs> but yeah it was like it was in the begin phase of of all this online media happening so for for us it was something new but we're always trying to search for for the latest trends and like okay what's new and how can we how can we help a customer in a different way and at the time it was with social media yeah 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 i mean obviously it's uh, become enormous now and it's like a, a real part of marketing no matter which kind of industry you're coming from you have to be on social media but mm. it is a full-time job and as you say you can't just do it on the side it has to be a, a real mission for you so it's really cool that the customer was the one to actually ask for it in the first place so you yourself are a sales and account manager at my guess you also obviously double in the social media side of things um can you tell me about the rest of the team um how it's made up and how your role fits into that at my guess we were in total uh, of 12 people and we're with four people focused on everything of social media and storytelling so the other people are more developers or uh, uh, salesforce based people and in the social media uh, part of my role is more yeah, just making sure we get uh, always more and more customers, which has been a real adventure since the beginning. So it's fun. And then, yeah, the account manager uh, role is also to help uh, our customers getting better and better every day because they want to, to see their own social media grow. They want that they become more important and that they see that it's also becoming something important in their daily activities. So they want to do more campaigns. They want to, to, to do a little more storytelling of this or another event that's coming. So I try to help them in, in, in that because they have often brilliant ideas, but they don't know how to translate them into something digital. And that's where I come to help. It can be anything, it can be some small event they're hosting for the launch of a new model it can be something uh, for a, a few cars they have left over in in the inventory they want to they push out in the market that's where yeah i come to help them and realize their id in terms of your packages like do you do you offer packages in terms of uh, what you propose to your clients or is it literally just like you just explained on an ask get basis um, it's always a, the, 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 the two combined okay. um, because the, the base package gives the clients some, some safety. They're like, okay, they hand, uh, my guest is going to handle it. Uh, the daily activities like the content creation or the, the copywriting, the community management. So these things, they need to be secured, if I can, yeah. can say it like this. Uh, that the customer know, okay, my guest is going to handle that, that stuff on a daily basis. And if the customer wants something on top, then it's that's that's on demand because you don't know how much time you're going to invest in. Uh, if it's one hour, two days, if you need to go uh, 
abroad with them so it can change a lot but that's the the, the part where we are very yeah, flexible and we always go the extra mile for the customer because we want that they succeed too if if they're succeeding in what they're doing then it's and it's thanks to us yeah then we know we also did a great job yeah it sounds like you're really agile and you're able to accompany them like from a to z on on their projects which is which is a really nice and sort of close way to be accompanied by an agency it sounds like you're really close to them well we we try because we love that that we can offer everything it's not always possible but the idea is that the customer is just one partner for for all of it and that we manage the entire stuff for them so it's also yeah much more relaxing for a customer right? if they they they're thinking about something or they have a question they're like oh yeah let me just call my guest and i'm sure they'll figure it out but it often happens that that the customer asks us something in their life that we need to think about like oh my god we, we we didn't do something like this before yeah sure let's 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 find out and if it works then it works <laughs> And I've seen, um, obviously, this is from like my insider perspective, but I've seen how many profiles you have on Iconosquare. So if I could just touch on your mm-hmm. client base quickly, just so that our listeners can have an idea of how many people you are working with and how much work is involved for my guest. How many clients are you working with right now? And are you able to drop any names? We are working, let me think, yeah. about 50 customers. Right. So 50 different dealerships. We, we have a few, yeah extra they're not car car dealerships but they're linked to automotive industry like um, a track organization uh, for yeah track days and uh, and other car events in europe okay um, or the official um, subaru belgium and luxembourg uh, supplier okay so it, those are the yeah bigger clients but yeah, you always have to think, okay, one customer has different social media channels and uh, the BMW dealership, yeah, yes. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube might have some, some Google My Business accounts too because they have different locations. Yeah, it doesn't stop at, at one client There's always <laughs> a bit more. And yeah, it, it goes from the local and, and small Citroen dealership that's been around for 100 years to the the latest uh, yeah, huge BMW or Mercedes dealerships to the exclusive brands like uh, like Porsche or uh, or Ferrari. So it's, it's it's funny to work with all these different brands and to see how they they manage or they want to manage their uh, their online marketing. I was going to say it's so cool that you're able to work within one industry and have different levels of of expertise, I suppose, to uh, to bring to the table. Um, obviously, we're here uh, on the podcast for experienced social media marketers to talk about social media. Um, so you started to touch on um, the different needs for BMW, etc. Um, maybe you could tell me about some of your clients' goals on social and how you go about achieving those goals for them. That's a pretty easy one. <laughs> they 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 always want to sell cars. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it 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 sometimes happens that uh, that the car is not online yet on a on a website, for example, um, but that we publish it first on social media, and that the customer actually goes with the social media post to the dealership, like, "Yo, I saw this car on on Instagram. Where is it? I want to see it." 
can I buy it? So that's pretty funny. And then we ex- then we actually know it's it's a one on one sale, so that's really cool. But the idea on the on the long term, because we always want to want, want to work on the long term with the dealership, um, is to stay top of mind. So when a person in the in their region, uh, in their geo marketing location, thinks about a specific car or a, or a brand that it's linked to them. So, for example, um, I don't know, we have a, a Porsche dealership at the seaside in Belgium, and we want that if people think about a sports car and they they live in the neighborhood there, um, that they think, ah, yeah, Porsche or Knock, that's where I need to go because. Those guys, they have the, the craziest cars in their inventory. They look cool on social media. I need to go there. And and that happens. So that's a, a really cool thing. And not all our clients tell those stories to, to us, but it happens that a, a story like that yeah, managed to get to us. And, uh, and with that dealership, it happened. It was uh, a customer from another Porsche dealership that wasn't that active on social media. The people... Yeah, went to the Porsche Center Knocka dealership and they were like, yeah, yeah, guys, you, you, you post so much and it looks awesome. And uh, the, the customer stories you're sharing, we love it. And, and that's how we, we managed to get here and buy our car. So at the end, the first, the first goal is, is to sell a car for a dealership. And that's for them, it's easy. Huh? It's like, okay, uh, that's the price I'm paying for. The, the social media services, I guess, okay, I need to sell, I don't know, uh, if I sell one car, yeah, I'm, I'm okay uh, for the, for this month. The, the, the goal for a dealership is, of course, to sell cars, um, but at the end, it's to say just top of mind um, and that the focus is on the long term because it's not just about selling a car, but it's also about all the, the other things that go, that comes with it. It's, it's the maintenance, it's the the, the after sales like uh, tires or accessories that people can buy. It's just not buying a new car because somebody can always buy a, a car at another dealership or secondhand. But if the the person has a feeling with the dealership, yeah, he can always do his maintenance there. Um, and we always try to, um, to explain to the customers the different channels and their their added values because for example not all customers have facebook instagram or linkedin that are our three main channels that we're active on for a dealership but we always explain to the customer that it's a completely different channel and a completely different approach so for example on on facebook we we try on facebook it's it's um, it's us it's a, it's a dealership communicating to their fans uh, let me say a little bit easier to, to push new cars into the market because we on our side have a lot to tell. And we're like, we have a new car and there's a, a new car coming in soon and uh, a lot of uh, promotions for this model or whatever. And once they became a customer, we, we, we try and push them to use a lot of the hashtags or to tag them in the pictures. They, there's there's uh, uploading online and mostly on Instagram with the ID that we can follow this customer because uh, once he has tagged us, okay, we know ah, that's that guy. Um, he bought a car la- like last week uh, because it's always something special. I'm buying a car. It's, yeah, 
after your house, it's normally the most expensive thing you have at home. So it's always a big, kind of a big deal when you get a new car, when they're actually sharing their stories or their, their trips or, or their, the activities they're doing with their car. We try to get in touch with them through Instagram uh, with the idea that after four, five, six, seven years, they buy another car because the relationship between the customer and the dealer after they bought a car is always at moments where the customer leaves money because he has to come to, uh, he has a maintenance to do, he, he has to buy four new tires, he had a little accident and needs repairs. So these are moments that cost money for their customers and it's not always a fun moment. But in the meantime, with, with the fact that we follow the customer on Instagram, we can um, share positive vibes with them. Like, for example, they, they go on holiday with the car, they share a picture, they tag the dealership. Yeah, of course, we manage the Instagram account. We see it. And on those moments, we comment or we share the message. We're like, oh, my God, have a, have a great time on your holiday. Just enjoy it. You know, nothing sales related, just sending good vibes to the customer. And they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. The dealership is thinking about me, is wishing me a, a, a nice holiday or whatever with the idea that after four or, five, four or five years, he comes back and buys another car. So that's that's really funny that we follow the customer through his his own journey as a customer at the dealership. And it happens that with the fact that the dealership is, is still top of mind in the customer's head, he buys another car without hesitating if, mm -hmm. if it's for him, for his wife or for his daughter. It, it's really boosting his loyalty towards the car dealership at that moment or the brand. Yeah, that's so, so cool, actually, when you think about their main goal, which is obviously to sell cars. And by the way, I had no idea that you could actually buy a car through Instagram. Like, I didn't realize that people did that. I've never done that. But Yeah, yeah it, it, it happens once. It was, it was a pretty cool story. It was late in the evening. I, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a pretty special Porsche. I know these cars, it happens that, that they sell through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, I think... And half an hour later, I got a message from an account, like super weird account. But I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, I, I just collect the lead, ask for phone number, email address. But it was like an expensive car. It was like 300,000 euros. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I sent it to the dealership straight away. I was like, yeah, contact him. I don't know. Not feeling sure about it, but you never know. Okay. And a few days later, the, the dealership contacts me like, yeah. Car is on the on the way to London. It was sold to uh, to some super rich family over there. Um, so yeah, kudos to you. Uh, <laughs> it was thanks to your lead that the car was sold. So at the end of the day, it, wow. it, it really happens. Yeah, it, it, it made me realize that we really need to make that that every lead is important. Even if we're like not so sure about this one, you have to take every person so seriously on social media because you you can. Yeah, hide a lot, but at the end, <laughs> it can be a completely uh, rich guy <laughs> wanting to buy a Porsche. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I love the, um, the strategy that you guys apply to the objective of the, of the company. They want to sell their cars mm. through social media. And what do you do? You turn it around, turn it into brand awareness, creating relationships 
with the potential customers and with the existing customers and all of that actually moves into their main goal which is to sell cars i mean that's where all of the expertise of social media marketing comes in right because they wouldn't they wouldn't have done that by themselves i think they probably would have tried to just sell the cars as aggressively as possible whereas you guys are actually thinking up the strategy it's really cool yeah kudos <laughs> yeah indeed yeah yeah they just want that's the idea of the dealership yeah we just Okay, we have 100 cars. Okay, how can we push 100 cars as soon as possible in the market? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on to the content side of things. So um, obviously you've told me about the goals and uh, and how your strategy works for most of your clients. You told me previously that your content is unique. So let's talk about the content itself. Who designs and creates the content for your social media? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that really did a big evolution throughout the years. Right. because. I, I, I already said it, but dealerships are are unique, and they have their unique mission, vision, their their way of seeing seeing things, and how they want to identify themselves. And that's where we really want to make the difference or go with them in that ID. Um, so all the pictures, or let's say ninety percent of the pictures that we share on the social on their social media channels, are pictures that we take. And our pictures from in the dealership, in their dealership. Cool. Because every showroom is a bit different. The, the team that works there um, creates a big difference because we also want to, let's say we have uh, we have 10 dealerships, as, uh, 10 BMW dealerships as customer. Well, those BMWs are all the same. Uh, the car doesn't change. Mm. Uh, but why would you want to buy a BMW dealership at that uh, yeah, in that in that area or in that area, mm. and uh, it's it's because you you feel a connection with somebody uh, because we always want to to put a lot of people also on in yeah in the picture. At the end of the day, it's it, it, but it's in everything. Eh? When you go shopping, for example, and you you buy something expensive like I don't know a house or a, or some clothes, and you don't have a real a really good feeling with it with the with the people that work there, you're like. Ah, not so sure about it. But if it's someone that you trust, that is honest with you, that you're like, okay, yeah, that seems like some someone cool. Uh, I'm I'm going to there. It does it does happen that that people actually ask for a sales guy. Like, yeah, I saw I saw someone. Uh, ah, is there? It's, it's Frank. Yeah, I want to see Frank, for example, uh, because they have a good feeling with that person. So and 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 that's why all the content we create is 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 one off. Uh, we don't recycle pictures or stuff. Uh, okay, for uh, the launch of a new car, then we we all we just we're limited to the material we have, and it's yeah stuff from from BMW I hear from from in Germany. So yeah, then we can't use anything else for that time. Yeah. But once the cars get in the dealerships, then we go there. We take the pictures, um, if possible. Yeah, we we ask. For, to a sales guy or someone from the dealership to go next to the car um, so that there's still a person. It, it gets a little bit more human. You know, we try to, to make the content as human as possible because it, just a car standing in a dealership is not always that exciting. And, and we're, we're getting at the point where clients are asking like, yeah, can, can I get on a picture? I want to be on, I want to be on the social media <laughs> and it's good because when we do that, yeah, you get so many positive comments about the customers. Like, 
oh yeah, it's it's the uh, it's, I don't know. Let's say, oh, it's Rob. Oh my God, I bought already three cars with him, and I'm so happy with this with the sales guy. He's a great guy. Uh, I can always count on him, you know. And and other people see that too, and they're like, oh my God, yeah, this seems like a really good dealership. I need to go there. That's why we think it's unique, and yeah, it's it's all created by us. So that's. That's also an important thing. And the way it, yeah, it changed is really funny because now you have like the, the, all the, the necessary equipment to do that because our, our team, uh, we, we three people plus me, we're all really into photography. So our, the quality of the picture is super high end and it's also used for in magazines or, uh, or other commercial activity so it's really good oh that's so cool i mean yeah definitely helps that you guys all like photography mm. and i guess um i mean i wonder if the fact that you guys are doing such a good job and you have so many dealerships like would you say that word of mouth gets you more clients in that way i mean do you get recommended by a dealership to another oh yeah yes 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 definitely it happens quite a lot for, for example we uh yeah we have a few customers that i think it are three or four customers that are within one kilo, kilometer range from each other. Oh, cool. Yeah. And they don't have any fear like, oh, but you handle the other brand on the other side of the of the road. They know that uh, with, with their unique content, it's always going to be something different. And it's cool to see that that they actually are, are going to promote us at the same or other brands. Like, yeah, those guys, you can really count on them. Yeah, that's really cool. There's, I mean, there's not really much space for special treatment when you think about it, because at the mm. end of the day, you have such a personalized approach to each dealership yeah. that there's no reason to, to feel competitive in that sense. Yeah. And it's also about the entire niche, because the automotive industry is so bizarre. If you're not into, into automotive, it's impossible for you to do a good job. It's like everything. Customers, they understand it and they see it. I think one customer did it. He changed with an agency between us and someone else um, every six months just to have a different flow to see how it went. And at the end, they were like, yeah, we're just going to stay with you guys because the other agency doesn't have the necessary feeling with the automotive and, and we're missing that. And it's in everything. It's the way um, we do the copywriting, but it's also in the way we bring IDs and makeup campaigns. It's difficult when you don't have a feeling uh, or you're not interested enough um, in the automotive industry because it changes so often and so quickly mm. that if you're not up to date uh, or you're not aware from what's happening around you, that you're running behind real quickly and... That's something that makes a difference for clients. But what I appreciate so much, I think it was yeah, two, three weeks ago, was it a customer? Uh, well, presenting our, our services of my guest. And it was like, I'm finally, I fi I'm, I'm happy I finally find an agency that's like car-minded. Car mm. um, and it, it, it's funny because when you, you present a company and what we do, okay, it's like, and half an hour presentation and the, the other half an hour is just, just like car talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's when, when you start to get a bond with the, the customer, we don't see the, the customer as a customer, but just like, yeah, a partner. And, and at the end, we want just to, to help them in everything they do, 
without having the idea, oh, it's a customer. Yeah, you yeah. want to put that, that tag on them. And that's when, when you get the chance that they are going to recommend you at other dealerships or, or car-related companies. Yeah, that's why I think it's so interesting that you guys are really specialized in one industry. And as you say, I think that the, the, the love for the industry that you're working with it's one thing to work for an agency and to and to be doing marketing for different companies within your daily nine to five. But if they're all in the same industry and that it's an industry that you love, yeah, no doubt mm-hmm. that you can feel the difference in the work that you produce at the end, surely. Yeah, well, we have a few customers who have different activities too, like different from and not automotive related. And, and sometimes they ask if we can help them. And yeah, we're... we're completely honest with them we're like yeah sorry but no it's not it's completely different it's um it's not that we don't want to but we're not gonna do it as good as we want to do it so we'd rather not do it because it's like for example i don't know it's a it's a restaurant or a, a clothing shop and we're like yeah we love we love clothes huh? we love going to a restaurant huh? but we don't have enough n- knowledge of all that so We'd rather not do it because you will be disappointed and that's not good for us too. Yeah, that's your added value, isn't it? Is that you're honest and transparent yeah. about the industry that you are the most productive in. Yeah. Yeah, and if we don't if we don't know something, yeah, we'll always tell the client, like, okay, we don't know this, but yeah, let us figure out. We have a call every um, every month with Facebook just to know what's going on and what's changing and what we need to look after. Mm-hmm. And um it happens that that even Facebook tells us like, yeah, sorry guys, but we don't know. So just try it out and, and let us know how, if it worked. And it's often for campaigns yeah. that we just have no clue if it's going to work or not. So that's that's always the, the fun part. They're like, that's the partnership stuff again with the dealership. It's okay. You know what? You don't know if it's going to work. We don't know either, but let's find out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, for the long-term relationship, it's really fun to work like that. Let's. Uh, you spoke about Facebook and you spoke earlier on about uh, Instagram. So I wanted to ask you what are the main social media platforms that you're putting your focus on for these automotive companies and mm. uh, why those platforms in particular? Um, yeah, Facebook and Instagram was obvious. Yeah. Um, then it's... Uh, LinkedIn is an important one in Belgium because we have a it's a, it's a big fleet market so we have a lot of company cars in Belgium uh-huh. it's not something common in the rest of the world right, yeah. uh, or less common I think it's two thirds of the cars in Belgium are company owned cars the tax system is really complicated too so LinkedIn is an important challenge for us for the entire fleet market it can happen that a car sells for example uh, if uh, the way of, of tax deduction changes on a car from one year to another. The car will sell, I don't know, 10,000 cars in the year before and the year after. If, if they sell 10 cars, they, they can be they can be happy. In On, on LinkedIn, it's important to, to inform a lot of people because at the end of the day, nobody knows. Um, so that's always really handy. The car that's interesting for Texas, yeah, you often go or electric or plug-in hybrid. Uh, you, you don't find those cars under 40, 50,000 euros. So mm. it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal that they're not stuck with a car that, that's not worth anything at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we have also, we, we used to do Twitter, but <laughs> it was it's difficult. TikTok was staying off because it's not, it's, it's not for, for a car dealership. I think for a car manufacturer, it can be, it can be fun. 
but as a car dealership, we're not pushing the yeah our customers to that for now. So yeah, it's it's mostly the tree, mostly really the tree. And then yeah, Google Business is, is also an important one, but it's it's not such an exciting channel. Um, but it's important to to keep that just on a good score. Yeah. Uh, lots of informations. Um, definitely in the the COVID nineteen period, it was an important communication tool about. Uh, opening hours or or the way that customers could could visit the dealership or not or if they had to make an appointment yeah um so that tool was really important because it's it's surprisingly how many people watch those things i think the the average dealership we manage is um, between 30 and 50,000 views a month wow. on google my business so wow. it's, 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 it, it, it's 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 a lot for just a normal dealership and um it's an, an easy free way of, of fast communicating because the COVID-19 regulations changed so often and so quickly that yeah, we were lucky to have Google My Business at that time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I used it a lot for anywhere that I wanted to go. So I guess a car dealership, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, you mentioned um, TikTok maybe wasn't the best channel for car dealerships. Is that because you think that the audience isn't present on TikTok or do you think that maybe wouldn't find the right content? Uh, not, the audience is not the problem because uh, that's always, uh, the dealer always does it. Uh, well, not the dealer, but the car manufacturer always creates the perfect buying audience. And they're like, uh, we launched a new model and the people who buy the car those cars are between age, I don't know, 35, 45, uh, young families. Uh, the, these are their hobbies, stuff like that. Um, for us, that doesn't matter because the the person we, we we want to reach or we want to touch with our content, we don't matter who it is. It can be the son, it can be the, the grandfather, it can be the nephew. We don't care because... We trust in the fact that the people will share those messages with the with the person that has to buy the car, yeah. because as it's a, a big deal to buy a car, people do talk about it. They're like, "Oh, I need a new car," or "I'm looking for a new car." So mostly, the people around them they know it. They're aware of the fact that somebody's looking for a car. So, for example, if it's the son of fifteen that sees something about the dealership or the brand, they're like, "Oh my god, Dad, you see, you saw the." The new BMW 3 Series they're they're launching that's something for you, you know because mm. it's those people can really influence a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I know it myself. And when uh, when I used to be a kid, I was like, "Dad, dad, dad, buy that car, buy that car." <laughs> and I, I trust on, on the fact that people still have, have have a big impact on the people around them. So, for example, at TikTok, I know the audience is like mostly what is it, fifteen, eighteen. 15, 22, something like that. I think that. it's up it's, to 24 is the main... Is the main uh, 24 again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I used to be on it, but it was like, Poor, not my cup of tea. <laughs> but it's... The problem with TikTok is, I think, for a car dealership, it's, it's taking a lot of time to create something funny or to come up with a lot of new ideas. Yeah. And I think time-wise, it won't be worth it. So we, we're, we're trying a lot more about... Ins- on Instagram Reels because that's already a, a channel that exists. Uh, the customer always has an Instagram account, so for us, it's like okay, we we build further on that channel um, instead of starting something all over again and um, making sure that's going into the right direction. 
So if we have customers that, that manage the TikTok account themselves and yeah, we, we try to help them in, in the best way possible to with the content too and uh, yeah, with, with some funky IDs. But the execution of, of the entire uh, channel, it's, it's up to them for now. Yeah, I think that you're probably right. I mean, fair enough at the end of the day, if you think that it would take you too much time. And I think you're probably right. I believe that TikTok needs to be as spontaneous and as ephemeral as possible mm. and... I think that it's probably better coming from the dealerships themselves and the people working within those dealerships to to create the content and post it just sort of when and if they have the time rather than giving that job to you because, yeah, you're not working there, so it's not exactly the same perspective. That's that's indeed something that's not easy um, because we're there once or twice a month for the regular content creation visits, as we call them. But for the spontaneous stuff, it's really not easy we did it a few times um, but then it's an instagram reel and yeah the dealership can always use it on their tiktok account if they have one and it's for special deliveries or special cars that we can really do something crazy with then it's worth it then i think it's worth it Um, but it's not easy to do that on um, yeah on a a weekly basis let's say Uh, that's that's insanely difficult yeah because i know I know at a car dealership, if we don't manage them, they're already struggling to do one one post a week on their Facebook page. And and TikTok is something, if you let, let it pass by for a week, it's, it's not a good thing, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you're not like, active on a daily basis there, you're missing out. I think you're completely right. Let's move on to your favorite content now. Is there a particular example of content that you are proud of personally, where... You felt inspired to do something and you did it and it paid off. Um, let me see. We did something really cool on content creation. It was um, pretty recent. We uh, did the launch of, uh, of a new Subaru uh, car. It's called the Soltera. It's a full electric car uh-huh. of the brand. And um, we did uh, the launch for all the the dealerships in Belgium, uh, the Netherlands and Luxembourg. And all the, the content that we made was also used by uh, international press. Oh, wow. So that was, yeah, that was really cool to see uh, because we did it. Yeah, we, we took the pictures and yeah, from that point, Subaru is free to use them, of course. And, uh, and suddenly we opened the latest Top Gear uh, magazine and we were like, huh, we do know these pictures. <laughs> so uh, that, was, that was really surprising. And um, yeah, something that, that the entire team can be proud of because it's really team effort because it's not something we do every day. And we, we knew it was kind of a big deal to work for a car manufacturer. And it was a first. So uh, we were pretty happy with, with the result. And now we have also a really cool project. It's for... Uh, it's for a Mercedes EMG, so it's also yeah, it's, it's the Germ- the people in Germany. Yeah, uh, we're launching a new exclusive limited track car for them. Wow! Um, so that's that was a really big project, first time with them too, and we will be shortly at the presentation of the car in uh, the south of France too. Cool. So it's going to be a a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool to see that you're such a small agency, but you're able to work on such big projects and things that really pay off and that you can feel really proud about. It must feel really nice for you. Yeah, we, we find it's, uh, it's funny ourselves sometimes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So cool. 
Um, this is my last question. Uh, I wanted to ask you what metrics you pay attention to when you're managing these social media accounts for your clients. Yeah, what metrics do you look at and why are they important to you? Okay. Um, well, for us and, and for the client, it's completely different. It's always funny. Yeah. Uh, because the, the clients are like, okay, how many likes and how many followers and how many fans do I have? And I'm like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about how many people you reach with the content. For us, the reach is one of the most important things. Uh, and then we go further on the, the, the actual click rate because we always have a call to action. The call to action is like a click through a website where, people, where we can follow the people with a Facebook pixel or whatever. We know that the organic reach is very low. It's, I think it's 4% average on a, on, a, on a classic post. So it's always a, a, bit, a bit stressful. And those are the numbers we really watch closely. Um, if we know, uh, for example, uh, the, the page has, I don't know, 50,000 likes and we see a, a small but constant growing in the reach, we know, okay, doing a good job. Yeah. If we know, for example, if the, the page grows from, I don't know, let me say 10,000 to, to 12,000 followers, but we see the reach yeah, remain stable, like, hmm, what's going on? This is not good. And it can change anytime. Huh? The, the, the kind of stuff we we share has a major impact on, on that we we when we post something we already know 99 percent of that this is going to to hit the sky uh or this is going to to be just one of the regulars regular posts and it does happen that some sometimes a post goes viral and yeah then it's a small party at the office <laughs> so it's cool or like yeah, five hundred thousand people reached without yeah, just just organic that that makes us really happy, and and we try to to share the importance of these metrics with the customer because they need to know too what's going on and how their their social media accounts are scoring online. So it's it's it's, it's limited to just yeah, mostly yeah, reaching clicks to websites and clicks more important because on the websites they always need. Yeah, they need to complete something or they can they can leave their contact details. So if we know, for example, uh, there were I don't know, 1,000 clicks and they had 100 registrations, we know, okay, that's the ratio, it's good. And that's something on, on big campaigns we, uh, we really pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was once a campaign, it was quite a big budget, it was for Mercedes-Benz. And I think we reached 1 million people but we also had like 50,000 clicks to their website um, and we sold 600 cars in one month. Oh my word. So then then, then the, the entire calculation can be made. It's like, okay, we, we had a budget of 20, I think it was 20,000 euros. Uh, this was, uh, every click was okay. It has a price, but how much did it cost at the end of the day per sold car? And that's the... That's the thing that the dealership wants to know in order to repeat these campaigns in the future. Yeah. And from the figures that you just said, I think that you did extremely well on that campaign. Yeah. They were, they were pretty happy. I think the day after we started the campaign, I, I, I visited quickly the dealer to check if everything was okay. And one of the sales managers came to me and was like, the campaign is running since what? I was like, yeah, early, early morning yesterday. I was like, yeah, we can see it in the showroom traffic. We have so much people coming into the showroom after seeing uh, the advertisements. So then we know, okay, it's working. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that is so satisfying. I love that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were pretty happy about it too. It was a good campaign. <laughs> I also love that you're able to look at your metrics and that you're so at ease with them that you're able to have predictions and that you're able to, to mm. tell when a post is going to work, when it's not going to work, and then when you need to use paid and when you need to stay organic. And I think that that is, that is really mm. the, the subtlety of the expertise of social media marketing is when you kind of know what a post is going to in terms of results. Indeed. Yeah, the only problem is that it's 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 still a, a, a yeah. The people need to come to the to the dealership to buy the car. It's not that they can buy cars online yeah. for the moment. Um, so that makes it sometimes difficult to to measure the impact of what we're doing. But that's why we have a really good relationship with the dealership because they they always ask us and we ask them like, okay, how uh, showroom traffic? Did you see? Uh, A lot of people coming in, people trying to ask at the dealerships where the the visitors come from, uh, if they if they saw the advertisements. Um, so they try to give us as much as fees, feedback as they can, because it, this can't be measured online. That's the only problem. Well, maybe you could set up um, Instagram shopping. <laughs> yeah, we, we we try for a, a few customers with special cars, um, and then it's. It's easier. It's easier. But yeah, you're still talking about for a special, uh, well, yeah, for a Porsche, you're easily 80,000 euros. So, but it's something we, we could try indeed in the future. <laughs> it maybe, maybe it will happen in the future. You just add, <laughs> add your car, add your car to your basket on Instagram and just it will be delivered. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, let's move on to the quick fire questions. I have four questions I'm going to ask you quite rapidly. And I'm looking for the first answer that comes into your head. All right. What takes up most of your time as a professional working in social media? It's coming uh, with new ideas. It's always trying to find something new for the customer. Your essential tools for social media marketing? We normally don't use tools, but we have one. And it's Icon Square because clients always want to know what's going on. Um, and with that tool, we um, were able to send an automatic export every month to them. Oh, that's cool. You guys use the reporting feature. Yeah, oh, yes. that's a really handy thing for us. Cool, so happy to hear. Um, what are your favorite accounts on social media? It can be very personal to you. Um, all the accounts you manage. All <laughs> <With> the cards? <laughs> no, let me see. I think there's there's a few. Um, if it's car related, it's probably Bugatti um, because their content is always out of this world. Yeah. And that's probably luxury brands. Uh, like Hermes or uh, or Dior, it's just a style. Yeah, okay. it works for me. You go there for inspiration a lot, do you? It happens. It happens. Um, but normally, inspiration we we always go to uh, to car related uh, accounts. Yeah. Okay. And finally, your advice to community managers out there: treat every lead or every message that comes in with the right amount of time, because you never know what you're. Yeah, who you're talking to yeah. at the end of the day. I, I've I've had it once, so and I was really surprised because it was it was some royal member too of one of a family or something like that. So wow, <laughs> just all yeah, you never know who you're talking yeah. to, and and those people can really make a big difference. Exactly. We also had someone who who was just a fan of a, of a car dealership. And he was just sharing his passion and talking about cars he loves and blah, blah, blah. And, and we, 
we handled that really professionally and we were always answering and always correct. But at the time, he didn't have the money. And two years later, he, he sends us back a picture of a car he bought at that dealership. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's all, again, the, the long-term partnership. But that shows if you treat people with respect online as a community manager, um, that, that you get that back that kind of appreciation and, and that's fun to see because you really help people. Yeah. Um, and even if people, for example, they, uh, a car can break down, it can happen. Well, if it happens on a Sunday and you manage to help these people and answering them and making sure they're feeling comfortable, then, then you made kind of their days a big thing, but, uh, you made it less worse. And that's something they won't forget. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for your time today. Is there uh, anything else that you wanted to say before we go? I don't think so. No, just uh, just never under underestimate the power of social media. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. We're very proud to have you guys on board as uh, users at Icona Square. And, um, and yeah, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having uh, me and, uh, and my guest. It was a real pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And that's all for today's episode. Don't forget you can check out our other tutorials and interviews with experienced social media marketers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and many more. Please don't hesitate to give this episode a rating and for all questions and comments or to inquire about being interviewed on ESM Squared, contact me directly via emily at iconosquared.com.